This presentation is from UX Australia 2015, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So, when I'm not up here introducing people or taking silly photos at the registration desk the other day while I was writing my talk, I actually do information architecture work, have done for a long time. I do a bit of UX, but mostly on that kind of information architecture side. Um, and I have two books under my belt, one called A Practical Guide to Information Architecture and one on card sorting. Um, so that's my other side that you don't necessarily know about me if you don't uh, know me from a work situation. And today I want to tell you about a, a, a little case study of a project I did for... Um, the Australian government recently. I've been working with australia.gov.au for a while on their IA. I've worked with business.gov um, in the past. And we wanted to have a look at... We had a bit of time. So we wanted to have a look at and see if we could find anything interesting by analysing inward search terms into government websites. So we grabbed... Um, impressions data, which is the term that you... That, the term that somebody might enter that a government result has been returned for. So that, and we, we had click-throughs as well. We got them from australia.gov, business.gov, the tax office, immigration and human services, which gave us a bit of a cross-section of sites, um, enough to do a little bit of research. This is not at all um, deep, definitive research. I threw them all into a normal spreadsheet, uh, sorry, a big spreadsheet. I had like 13,000 lines of data to go through. And, uh, and what I did is I just started to look for interesting things. I started to look... Karan's like going, what? Because this is great. I love this bit of work so much. Mags is nodding because she's like, yeah. I just started going through it just, with, you know, with my brain, not with software, not with anything fancy. I'm just like, oh, look, I can see something interesting. I'll throw that into a different tab. I'll find some other th things that are like that. I'll throw them there, and I just combed through it. Um, I would do this for a couple of hours until my back was almost seizing up because I just get completely fixed. And I'd go and do some sewing or something like that, and while I'm doing that, I'm like, so what does that mean? What's actually happening there? What's, what's it all about? So after spending a couple of days of... Um, combing through, I started to see some patterns that I thought were distinct enough to categorise into some behaviours. So the first kind of what I call direct entry behaviours, and in this kind of behaviour, what people are doing is trying to get straight in, they're just trying to get to the, to the site that they know. Sometimes they'll throw in a URL, a part of a URL, a pretend URL, a made-up URL. This is not going into the search bar. This is going into the search box. Um, we wouldn't get it if it was just going to the search bar. So this is people typing www.centrelink.gov.au into Google's search box. Got it? Tons and tons of this. And we can see things like centrelink.com.au. People know the name, but they don't necessarily know it's government sometimes. So we can see that kind of behaviour. We, have, we could see a ton of just, you know, they know the agency, they know who they're after, they'll just search for that. And I know that I do this all the time. I might know ato.gov.au, but I'm just going to type ATO because I know it's going to get me there. Again, some of these are 
correct and accurate terms, but a bunch of them are kind of a bit random as well. We also saw a bunch of direct entry behaviours that were really about contact. Get me to details where I can talk to a human. Get me to a page where I can find the location of an office. Get me to somewhere where I can get closer to asking a question, not looking for the information myself. There's a ton of that. The second category of behaviours, um, and we see this in in information seeking all the time anyway, a no-niner behaviour is when you know what you want, you know what to call it, you know usually where to look, and you know when you've finished it, you know when you've found it. So we saw a lot of this. Um, we saw a lot of... Uh, 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 there's a couple of types of this. I call this one specific term and specific answer. Here we've got a bunch of terms that are very precise, quite jargonistic, and they're things that people would not have known unless we've taught them at some point. So they've learned the terminology that government uses in order to, in order to get where they are. All of these have quite um, concise answers. You could land on the Visa subclass 489 page, go, mm, yep, got it. We see a similar thing with that, again, very specific um, term, but also knowing that they want to format. So they want the tax tables or to download a business plan template or to get the citizenship test book, and that's book it in a noun, not in a verb. We also see, again, in this known item um, category, people using a very general term for a quite specific answer. So all of these are things that are um, mostly natural language, but again, they're, they're for something that you can look at. So school holidays, public holidays, term dates, all of those kind of things are natural language, but you could go, yep, found the answer, that's, it's there. I'll contrast that, that in a moment. And we also see people um, just wanting to start a transaction, just to, we can see uh, some things where they want to, want to get going. On the other end of the spectrum to known item information seeking is kind of exploratory behaviours. And exploratory behaviours are where you kind of know that you need to know something. You might not have terminology for it. You probably don't know where to start. You usually don't know when you've finished the task. Um, search is actually a poor way of doing exploratory information seeking because you don't have terminology. But what people often do with this is they'll put something approximate in, they'll do a bit of research, they'll refine their term, they'll gradually get to that jargonistic end and know a bit more about it. But here we can see a bunch of um, examples where people have, a again, that kind of very spe specific term, but the answer's really broad... Um, and, and we can tell they're kind of... They're, we, I think that these are kind of exploratory. They're not necessarily known item or precise. So the other thing about these is we don't know what... I can't, I can't assume out of this group of, of queries what people are after. I can't... I don't know. If, if somebody types in TFN, do they want to know how to apply for one or if you need one or how to get it if you've lost it? It's one that you, I, we, can't, we can't figure out what's going on there. Similar to that, we, we, we can see a bunch where we've got um, quite broad terms and, again, for that broad answer. And these are very natural language, including tons of things like, what kind of small business should I start? Um, and that, like, that's absolutely a query. Um, so we, I saw a ton of those. 
um, lots of, you know, Ned Kelly, Sydney Opera House, How Do I Study in Australia, Australian Citizenship. These are all just kind of natural language terms. But people are going to have to do more research. There's no way we can just land them on a page and give them the answer. We're going to have to figure out where to filter them, what the context is, how to send them off to do um, uh, more research with that. So that was a piece of research. There's no big conclusions out of it. Um, we just wanted to see what we could see. Part of the reason for doing it was also to see what we could see, but then figure out a way that we can communicate to people who are providing online government services that there is not one way of searching. There isn't one kind of behaviour. We're starting to do a little bit of work with how might you handle some of those. So the very specific things, we can actually say, watch out for what people are typing, make sure that there's a way that they can land on something, get their answer and be done. We can start making some guidance around the exploratory kind of stuff. Make sure that for a term like superannuation, you can't answer that. You have to get people somewhere else where they can figure out what they actually want to know about superannuation. Um, yeah, so it's just a neat piece of research with a very large spreadsheet um, <laughs> and super fun seeing what people really type and, and how, what they really ask for. So thank you. We hope you liked this presentation from UX Australia 2015. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.